Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 107 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens, here with none other than Mr. Brian Galloway himself. Brian? Hello, Evan. Hello, everybody. Uh, how's everybody doing? Uh, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great time here. It's, it's the fall. Um, you're starting to feel the seasons, and one thing, well, the one thing I'm getting sick of already, though, is pumpkin spice. I don't want – get rid of the pumpkin spice. I, no, I'm sick of it already. Send it all to me. I like it. <laughs> no, it's, it's weird here. The weather here is like um, – it's like – okay, well, actually, tomorrow morning it's going to be 40, but it's going to get a high of like 75. So it, it sways that much here in Georgia. It's insane. It's like 30 to 40 degrees it will sway from morning to afternoon. Uh-huh. Um. This is crazy, but I mean, I like the, I like the cool, I like the fall, but we are not here to talk about weather. Although we, no. we, we typically intro with weather a lot, well, <laughs> but weather's a big, weather's a big, uh, icebreaker there. It is good. Yeah. But all right. So Andor, th- that's the talk of the star Wars town right now. And that's what we're going to talk about. So I, it took me forever. Brian's been trying to do this for a couple weeks and I finally got caught up just life craziness, etc. Um, but I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing. So, Brian, I don't know where you want to start. Do you want to kind of set the scene and like remind everybody what timeline Andor is taking place? And I think that's important to kind of back up and kind of set the stage. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's a great great way to segue into this. So, all of you, all of you, hopefully, uh, the Star Wars fans in this group, and even the ones that are not, if you haven't you haven't seen Rogue One, you have to see Rogue One. Rogue One uh, is Rogue One is great. It is, it is so good. It's probably one of my favorite, um, kind of. It's not a spinoff. It's Star Wars, but it's a. It, they call it a Star Wars story on purpose. It's not like all of the characters you're used to. It's not. It's happening in the Star Wars universe, of course, but it was all these new characters. So it's not like a Solo or a Boba Fett or a Mandalorian where you kind of have these intertwining of these other characters. Rogue One was so good as a standalone story, and it's just a good movie. So, yeah, Brian, sorry to interrupt, but you're right. No, no. it's Rogue One is worth seeing. I echo what you say. It's one of my favorites. I have have good friends who I I remember I originally saw with Jane and Jim, who to this day we all all thought it was – we loved the characters. And one of the the great things about Rogue One is there are so many great characters, and you kind of want to see more of them. Um, but for, for obvious reasons, you don't. And one thing I have to say is, if you haven't seen it yet, don't go see it first. Go see, go watch, go watch uh, Andor first, yeah. and then and then watch Rogue One. And the reason Absolutely. why, um, Andor is actually supposed to be set five years or around five years before the Rogue One movie. So you can actually watch this. And I'm I'm actually that was my plan now because I I, ha- I saw Rogue One last year. I hadn't seen it for a while. And I usually watch 
you know Star Wars Star Wars movies over and over again. But I um, I've been wanting to watch it again, but I stopped myself a couple times because I said, wait, Andor's coming. I wanna I wanna now watch them in cycle and see how that works. So I'm really looking forward to that to see how how that's depicted. But basically. The, the main character, is, his name is Cassian Andor, and he's, it's uh, played by Diego Luna, who, who is, he's been in a lot of things, mostly, his, he's most noted for Narcos, people are Narcos fans, he was big in Narcos, he was the main character, um, and it's basically, he's searching for answers about some things, and he's going to do, he's, you're going to, every episode, it's almost like a mystery thriller, if that's probably, yeah, it really is. Me, it seems like that's what it's going to be. And you're, you're following his exploits as he goes to different things. And we could, we could talk about, I don't, we don't want to give away too much. Um, he, you know, we, you get to meet some of his friends, um, like Bix Colleen, who is, um, is, I, I don't know if she's his ex-girlfriend or just a friend, but it's it's a female character that he has a close there's relationship there. with. Yeah, yeah there's something like a with, flame. She's with somebody else now, but there's some flame right. there. Um, Adriana Arjona is her name. She was in Pacific Rim and Emerald City, so she's been around ah, too. Yeah, and and then the 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 other really interesting character that we're that you're going to meet besides Mon Mothra, who is a very famous Star Wars character. If you you know as you as you go into the other episodes, well, we could talk about her late later, but. You're also going to meet um, this this interesting character, uh, Luthen Rail, who is a Swedish actor, and he's been in a ton of things. Like oh, he's been in so much stuff. Dude, when I saw, yeah, almost hunting. Um, yeah, well, almost when I saw him, so much so that I'm like, wait, he's in another Star Wars thing, and I'm like, wait, no, he's not. He's just in so much stuff that it's <laughs> telling my brain he's in something else. <laughs> well, listen to this. Here you go. Ready? Okay, listen. Okay, Dune, right. Dune, Goodwill Hunting, Ronin. Hunt for Red October, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, Cinderella, Disney fans, Thor, Avengers Age of Ultron, all the different Thor movies, all the Avengers, a lot of Avengers movies, Mamma Mia, Entourage, and he also won a Critics' Choice Award. He's a big time actor. Yeah, he's big time. Yeah. So, so that was great that they got him. Because this is a very interesting thing. Star, like the Star Wars movies, a lot of times they take obscure actors that actors and actresses that people do not know about and like Diego Luno is is good but when he started I don't think he was in I don't think he was in Narcos yet but back then yeah um, but he but Stellan Skarsgård I think his last name is he uh, he's a big time actor and uh I'm already loving his character I think it's a cool character so this is these are all good things again we don't want to give away too much but um it's it's very interesting. So what do you what do you think so far, Evan? Well, we can't forget also about um, Marva, who you got to know where she is from. Do, did you recognize Marva from anyone? Uh, I guess that's Kat Andor's like uh, Cassian's mom. I guess or, or no? Well, it's she's the one. Yeah, I don't want to go if I want to get into all that. But that's like I guess he's kind of her. Her caretaker, right? I guess we can call yes. it that without getting too deep. But Fiona Shaw is in Harry Potter. She's oh, Petuna Dursley. She's the the evil, nasty Dursley mom. Um, so I recognize her immediately from that. Um, well, here, here, she's a, here she's a good mom, though. She's a good here, mom. She's good. And she plays least, a good At least to this point, yeah. I, I yeah. think she is. But. I like her role, too. But all right. So also something I want to mention, too, is I think Disney – was well you know lucasfilm star wars disney 
synonymous at this point, but I think they were intentional in releasing this in this timeline. Um, they're building up to something, in my opinion, because we can't forget that what just came out and, and concluded was Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan, the series, is in the same timeline as Andor. It happened before Andor's happening, but it's in the same timeline. Whereas the Empire is growing to its height, right? So remember, in Obi-Wan, Darth Vader was at his like peak. And this is Darth Vader, his most powerful. He's, I will never forget that scene where he's pulling down that like star speeder jet or whatever with his hand. Uh, insane. But... This is where the Empire is growing or at a height. You see the Empire's presence as these, and, and I know at the time of recording, there's only four episodes out, but when this episode posts, there will be the fifth one that just came out. We'll have to watch yes, that. Yes. But um, it's building towards, you know, showing more and more of the Empire's control. We start out on this the planet where it's a corporate security agency that's been hired by the Empire to pretty much run security. Well, then we figure out the Empire is coming back and taking over because they failed miserably um, for a series of events, right? But we're seeing the Empire's reach that even this other huge, massive security firm is being controlled by the Empire. And so you're seeing Imperial reaches everywhere. You you know, you end up going to seeing some Coruscant scenes where like the Imperial headquarters is. So... That's why it's it's kind of the same as the Obi-Wan. It's in that same timeline. Uh, so that's cool to, to know that it's happening then. It's building up to the big scene. And so what was also cool, Brian, a little tidbit. I don't know if you knew this, but at the very first episode in the opening scene, it says the name of the, the city and it says what year it is. It says 5BBY. And BBY stands for Before the Battle of Yavin. And what's interesting about that is that fans, like you and me, created that. That was not a part of Star Wars canon. Fans on the the fandom side of Star Wars came up with this year labeling system. Just like we have BC, AD, that kind of stuff. They came up with BBY and ABY for Before the Battle of Yavin, which is the, the big, huge battle that everything culminated in, right? And then after the Battle of Yavin, it's like a timeline series. And so fans freaked out at the opening scene when it's so cool when Star Wars listens to the fans and they make something canon. They I make a fan made, theory canon. That is so cool. It, they they do. They listen to, they listen again, especially with some of the characters that are appearing. You know, I'll tell you Ashoka. Ashoka was one that I think that they never really thought about doing something for her until she became so popular and people, yeah. you know, yeah. pushed for her. And I think that that's great. Now here, I have a question for you. Now this is a very, I didn't, I didn't talk to you about this before, but okay. Okay. Well, so there's two movies to me. So when you start looking at the scenes in this movie and you're looking at mm. how the empire is taking over and the, and the bill, and, and again, folks, we're not going to give away any spoilers, but the way the buildings are structured and the way the people are and, and the darkness and and how you could tell there's this sanction of elitists. It's like um, sense of foreboding. Around. Yeah. So there's two movies that I think of and, and you can you tell me if I'm right or wrong. Well, I'm gonna tell you, nineteen eighty four, it reminds me there's a lot of things that remind oh, me yeah. of nineteen eighty four. But 
and then the other one is Soylent Green. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, um, never Charles seen Nestor. it. That's a crazy movie. Um, this, these are the kind of the darkness and the fact that they do, and they do it. And I could see that the way they're the way they're building this now. Um, very interesting in, in the in the episodes, um, and you, we're going to see this. The first three episodes were directed by Toby Haynes, right? and then. Then the next one was Susanna White. She does the next three. And then another person comes in. And then Toby Haynes. Like, they've done this very interestingly. They change the directors by yeah. episode. Which just is like with Mandalorian. They did the same just, thing. Which is what that does is keep things fresh. And it always changes yeah. the perspective. I love that. And like even too. the writers. The writers change. Um, and, and that's another interesting thing. You're going you're gonna to see one, two, three, four different writers. Um I love that they're doing that. That is a great way to keep things fresh, a great way to not get stuck in a rut, a great way also to, for each of them to keep each other on their toes, right? Because one of them wants to outdo the other. I love that they're doing that. I think that's great. But I'm thinking, I, I definitely want you guys to think about this with the, they're setting this tone and they're doing a really good job. And the first couple episodes there, there's not a lot crazy, not a crazy, not a lot of craziness going on, but it's setting this tone exactly kind of how Evan was saying about, hey, the empire's starting to take over, the people are starting to get upset. Um, it's there's definitely class system, you know. I don't know, and it's it's starting, and they even do a lot. They even talk about how the uh, they're not really the empire at this point. They're they're the what are the the um. The corporation or whatever, whatever. They're, they're not really well at the, at the beginning, but well, the empires remember the capital, the imperial yeah. headquarters is on Coruscant, so that is yeah. the empire. But at the beginning, it's just that security agency that's security. Uh, yeah, but well, they're yeah. getting fat, they're getting fat. They go, These guys are getting they're getting fat and they're getting getting slow and they're just they're they're just living in the elite life and then everyone all the you notice a good bunch of the soldiers are all heavy and and, and yeah. it's, it's very interesting like i just i noticed that they weren't really in shape um it was that was just very interesting how they were set they were watching that. so watch for those things but you're definitely going to see this darkness around it's not it's not a vibrant time at this point no you're not happy yeah you hit the nail on the head let's Let's stop there for a second so I can bore everyone to death. But 1984 is a dystopian novel by Orwell. It's the what would be if things went really bad and we had this overarching government that just completely took over our society. Um, you know, you'd have this this group think you would have Big Brother would be in every aspect of your life, every facet of your life. You couldn't do anything without Big Brother knowing. That's exactly what Star Wars is at the at the height of the Empire. It is a dystopian society. Now, it's not a society. It's a planetary universe. <laughs> that just shows the reach. So instead of having one single government and Big Brother on, like, you know, the, the Earth, on planet Earth, you have the whole Empire over the galaxy. And so the, the reach that they're trying to do, so that's why even more so, the 1984, you used to have 1984 controlling one government system. You're trying to have the Empire control the entire galaxy. So they're doing everything they can to fire like what they would thought was a successful security agency that they hired to do their will. Fire them because they're being bums and lazy so that they can take back control. They're probably rolling their eyes that they have to stick back in and do something they try to trust another uh, agency with. But the Empire is, like you said, it's a dark time. It's a dystopian time. 
you know, Cassian and um, what's his name, Luth- Lutheran. Uh, yes. uh, he, they're, you know, that one scene in the engine room. I'll just say that they're very weary of each other. Just oh, like yeah. everyone's oh, weary of everybody. Are you a spy? Are you not a spy? Are you working for the Empire? Are you gonna kill me? Do you want me for my money? Like it's a it's that's why people call like Mandalorian and this stuff almost like the Wild West. It's like a Western in a way. It's very mercenaries, almost like cowboys, but it's also a dystopian. So that's it's way more than a sci-fi uh show to me. It's oh, yeah. very much uh like all of what we've just described. Well, like, you know, in a lot of ways, like Blade Runner or something like that. Ray Blade Runner has a lot, a lot of those kind of qualities. Like Book of Eli. Uh, you oh, see Book of Eli? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All yeah. of them, they have a little bit of those qualities there and you mix them all together. That's what you're starting to see here. Yeah. Which is kind yeah. of what happens. Like the Empire, like, and you, you think about this, when the first Star Wars movie started, before they, the prequels and all that, um, you had this, it was almost, and again, I, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but it was almost like Germany during World War II. I'm not going to, I mean, it was almost like that kind of uh, way, you know, I don't know if it was to that level, but it was almost to that level in a lot of ways, the way I looked at it. But now they're shaping it into this a lot more. And that, that's where the 1984 stuff really comes into play there, where I really feel that that's more where he was trying to go because he probably was, it was probably influenced by that, like that. And I, I'm telling you, look at Sorlin Green too. And you, you probably see a very similar thing there too. Well, but what you're saying, I think and building on that is important because the first star Wars movies, the empire wasn't the main focus. You know, when a lot of, when the layperson thinks of star Wars, they focus on the villains, right? They focus like you have Darth Vader, Darth Maul, the Sith, that's what the empire is and we're seeing through all of these other you know shows that they're showing us and now andor you know we're four episodes in we've heard nothing about the force we've heard nothing about sith we've heard nothing about that kind of stuff we're actually getting to see the the foreboding force that is the empire itself as a government you know so like your correlation to you know, the World War II Germany times, you know, everyone looked to that one dictator, just like in Star Wars times, everyone looks to the one dictator of, okay, Darth Vader, and everyone was, you know, waiting to see Darth Vader in Obi-Wan and that kind of stuff. And Obi-Wan had a lot of the big Star Wars players in it. But this is the background scene. This is the, let's zoom out of the Obi-Wan story, which is happening around the same time, take a 30,000 foot view and zoom into this other story that's happening we have to remember, folks, that the Empire and the Rebellion are way more on different planets and stuff outside of just our heroes that we know from the Star Wars canon or the villains. It's happening you know, you got you, you got Obi Wan and Darth. Yeah, you got Obi Wan, Darth Vader on here on this planet, and then you have you know Andor and you know trying to smuggle something or take over a garrison on this other planet. It's a you know it's a it's a broken up but a unified force of different stories. So that's what I like about this. It focuses less on the characters that we may know or love heroes or villains in the star Wars canon. And it focused more on building this agency, this government, this uh, like, oh man, that one, you can picture the scene, you know, when it, 
it says Coruscant, right? You're, you know, yes, Coruscant. Yes. And then it says Imperial Headquarters. And it's this lady. Yes, yes, yes. It, this lady is walking into this big, huge, concrete, clean-looking building. You're just like, oh, you know, that's the government building. That's the empire. They're taking over. You know, it's it builds that. I think it builds that scene well. Oh, totally. Totally, totally. That, that building was the one that made me really think of yeah. those two movies I was talking about because I'm like, that looks very similar to other things. And yeah. again, they're not stupid how they do these things. They're setting tones. They understand they understand history. They understand what people know. They're trying to really push that to say like, yes, guess what? They're really starting to take over. Look at, look at, and, and, and even the structure of their buildings versus the rest, right? Theirs are clean, slick, yeah. Um, you know, fine, fine angles. And then you go into this towns and it's, there's all rounded edges and all, uh, um, you know, yeah. cement and, and rock and stone. Very different, very different. Very, like, like you said, a class system and, and stuff like that. But going back to what you asked me, what do I think of it? Um, I'll be, I'm not, I'm going to be honest. It was a, a little bit slow for me. Um, the, I'm going to watch anything that comes out Star Wars. I, I don't care what some people are saying about it. If it's slow, if it's if it's not good or whatever, I'm at least going to give it a, a try. And I would say the f- first two episodes for me were were a little bit slow. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to give up on this, but they were slow to me. And bringing in another uh, person would be Stephen King. And how, how are you going to relate those two? But Stephen King, a lot of people complain about Stephen King because he is so story rich and character development heavy. You know, Stephen King's books are like massive, right? And it's not necessarily massive because the story takes so long, but he goes so deep with all of his characters and their backstories. And they had this aunt or this cousin or this uncle and this part of this other town or family and it intertwines this way. That is what I think was happening in the first couple of episodes of Andor that someone like me can appreciate that likes this kind of stuff, but someone else who wants the give me the quick and slick, give me the stories, give me the movies, let me consume that. They they may not like this so much because it's very story heavy, it's very uh, character heavy, it's very development he- heavy, and a lot of people don't like that. So I think I was able to appreciate what it was at the beginning, and now though in episodes three and then this last episode. Things are building. The, you know, this scene is building to this culmination of of this event that's about to happen. So, to answer your question, slow it first, but I understood why. But I was still, you know, getting through it. That's kind of my thoughts on it. I uh, no, I I don't disagree with you. I think it, it is slow, but there's a reason. Um, and 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 you know how we talked about different uh, different producers, different directors. Yeah, there's a yeah. reason I think maybe they did that because they they said, hey, okay, let's get the, let's get make sure because this is something they're they're trying to develop these characters that end up in a movie. This yeah. is a one thing about this this series, it's going to have an end because the end is the movie. Yeah. So it's not going to go on forever. We're not going to we're not going to see more than I don't know. I know there's 12 episodes in this group. I don't know if there's another group after this, but I didn't even know that there's 12. Wow. I know it's going to be twelve. Okay. Yeah, I, I was just—I actually just looked, so I, I didn't. It wasn't like no, it's okay. I—I I, I didn't even know. I just wasn't even sure. 
yeah. So that is that is big, um, and we'll we'll see that, and we'll see we'll see how it grows. But they're they're trying to develop that. They have some time to develop it because they don't have to rush. They don't have to run into like three or four more seasons worth of it. They're sure. gonna they're gonna have it build and then then start telling the story because we have to understand, you know, again, Rogue One. We we could do a little bit of uh, we give away a little bit of the story of Rogue One, but you could you could tell that he is. He's got a very big, deep hatred for the Empire, and it grows. Yes. So now we're actually going to see how that happens. Um, yeah. And and then we'll see. You know, um, we'll, we will definitely see that through time, and and that and that's what I'm that's what we're looking to see. So, um, hey, I I have another another interesting thing. So okay. The the I don't know the the. Uh, C-3PO or the R2-D2 of the movie is uh, um, the the robot's name is B2EMO. It's Marvis yeah. Marvis uh, robot who was actually friends with with Cassian too. I like um, I like that robot. I think that robot is a little bit of a an homage to one of our. If you go back to one of our old episodes, the black hole, Vincent on the black hole. I yeah. think I think it's, <laughs> it's a little the bit same. of an homage to that. A very, very uh, an homage to that, and I don't, you know, they do that from time to time. So, I think that's very cool. It's a very cool robot, though. It's definitely one that's going to be popular, with, with you know, with people getting uh, figurines and stuff like that. You're definitely going to see that come up, come above, uh, come about. So, um, I, I think that that that, ro- that robot is going to have more a lot of a lot of say as the season goes on. But right now, it's it's just been developing. So again, everything's been developing. Yes. We're getting to know the characters. Like I want to know what happened between. Cassian and Bix. I want to know was there some kind of romance down the road. Um, I want to understand all that stuff, and that's you know because she went to she went to a big you know she goes to very big lengths to help him. I'm not again we're not going to talk about what happened. Um, and then eventually we do see Mon Mothra, who is who ends up being like the head of the rebellion, um, and so we get to see her start to grow too which is another important thing that that only happened in the last episode so again we're going to see these things i'm looking forward to it um and how did you like uh cassian's new his his uh, fake name that he uses clem clem yeah <laughs> clem you're you're clem and that, that, and that, that just cracks me up and that's that uh, you know again we're not i don't want to give away too much but just think about that that's it's pretty funny how they went from cassie to clem but that's but that's it is great i i i think that the first you watch the first episode you might be like ah i don't know about this so give it give, go to the second one after the second one you're like well it's a little bit better but i'm not sure yet Third one will will rein you in, and the fourth one will keep you. I, I, that's how I feel, but I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, I definitely agree, and that's kind of what I was saying um, earlier. That it is slow, but it's it, it's definitely building for a reason, and um, it, it's just story rich. But it's like you said. I, I want to echo that point. What you said that it is. They're not trying to get to this new. Part. It's not like the Skywalker movies where they're trying to finish this story and they want to make sure they get to the end point of, you know, Ray and Kylo Ren's story. No, we know the end point is Rogue One. We know that's what happens there. You know, we know the story culminates to Rogue One, um, but they have time to build backstory here. And, you know, just... The world of Star Wars is unending. I mean, there are so many things that they could zoom in on. 
they could zoom in. They could do a whole series on this rogue planet that we've never heard of and how that planet dealt with the rebellion or the empire. Um, and that's what they're able to do with this show is take time to show the empire's presence building or the rebellion building. And I really like Brian, how in this, even right now, four episodes in the rebellion is not a rebellion. It is a very far cry to just people being sick and tired of the empire. And I don't even know if it's, they're sick and tired yet. They just are, they just understand that this is not how it should be. And we're going to do what we can to try to thwart their efforts. Cause I don't, it's not even at rebellion status yet. You know, it's, there is no rebellion. There's, there's these little pods of happening, you know, around, like you yeah. said, anger starting, anger starting. Yeah, that's so a good way to put it. It's, it's like it's, the Boston Tea Party. It's, um, it's yes. like, you know, at that point, that point of history. You know what's interesting too? I I, I read an, an article about this. Um, I, I went to go back to confirm it, but so the 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 set was done in England, which is kind of crazy. But I didn't think they filmed a lot of stuff in England, but they did, and they made the set. It's about six city blocks long, um, and it was built just for this series. It almost looks to me, and again, folks. It almost looks to me a little bit like Galaxy's Edge in some in some places. I don't know if you noticed that too. When I was looking at some of the things, I'm like, "Oh, are they filming that in Galaxy's Edge?" But they're not. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, what they did, they filmed it in. They put this together um, in England somewhere, six city blocks. So just think about this, folks. Gosh. How big of a set that is? Six blocks long. Amazing. That's insane. Yeah. So they it must have must have spent the, they must have spent months doing that before they even started filming. So they had to plan this all out. I'm dying. I can't wait now. You know, when this is over to you know, the making of uh you know movies are gonna be right. Great. This yeah. is totally you know, I don't know again, I don't know what they did for Mandalorian now, you know, where how big of a, a set they made, but I don't know if they made six city blocks. That's crazy. But they had to show the town. Um great. I I think every episode I've liked it more, and now I'm really looking forward to the next episode because yeah. things are starting to happen. So, folks, that's the one thing I have to say. You're you're not going to go wrong. If you're a Star Wars fan, just give it a chance. Just like anything else, you give it a chance. It's yeah. not going to be like Mandalorian where right after that first episode you were like, oh, this is it. I, I mean, I, Mandalorian was – it hooked me the first episode. This one it takes a little bit takes a little bit of time to hook, but yeah, he's a, he's a good character. He plays a good character. You feel what he's going through. You're starting to see why he's not a super happy guy. He's not a very happy. guy. You don't see him smile a lot. He's not a happy guy. You understand what's going on. Um, I really want to find out more about Luth Luthen Real, whatever if that's the correct way to say his name. I I really want to do that. And I, I one more thing I want to talk about. Do you notice how many different dialects there are going? I heard Scottish, I heard English, I heard French, I heard yeah. like, like now you now you have a Swedish guy. It's amazing all the different dialects. That's the one thing about these movies I never know. There always seems to be a lot of English actors, but now we're getting um, a lot of other different dialects too, or different accents, um, which is good or bad. I don't know, but but it could be because they're from different planets, right? So different planets have different dialects, so. Um, just like you go to South America, pretty much every country has a little bit of different version of Spanish, very similar. Um, but it is, it is pretty interesting there, which I noticed the different, you know, how everybody was speaking all different languages, but the Scottish one threw me for a loop. Um, 
And folks, you'll see that when you listen. It'll it'll be right out in front of you. You'll be able to hear. It. You'll be able to hear it right away. But that well, that's, that's an interesting one. You know, it was interesting because I thought about this during it, and I, and I just looked it up a few minutes ago. Is I thought about where is Earth in the Star Wars world? Is Earth in Star Wars? And the answer is yes. But it says that Earth is both canon and not canon in certain Star Wars. Um, so it's it's hinted as the Earth system in certain um, Star Wars movies. And uh, the Earth system was a star system where spaceport THX 1138 and Tomorrowland starport was located sometime prior to the Battle of Yavin. Very edge of the galaxy is where it was located. So, yes, Earth is somewhere in it. And that's what made me think about it, talking about the dialects. And I was actually watching this last episode thinking, where is Earth? Like, is Earth in this somewhere? And that would be a cool episode, like Star Wars series that they could do is how was Earth affected by the Empire or Rebellion? So maybe they would do something like that in the future. That would be awesome. It could be. I don't know. I, you know, I, I, in all the books I re- I've read, pretty much every Star Wars book. I'm, 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 I, it's not the ones that just came out the last in the last six months or so, but I'm pretty much up to date with most of the books. They've never do- uh, dove into that, but I do see what you're saying because the edge of the galaxy, there's been a hint of that, definitely. The canon does say that, and but yeah. they've never really explored it to a point where they've they've had somebody go out, to, you know, go out to check it out because it is another whole galaxy. It's probably, I don't, right. I, I, you know, but they, again, they have they travel at the speed of light, so they can do those kind of things, which is something that we can't do. But it sure. is very interesting. It's very that would be that would be cool. Well, we That'd you know cool. they can just land. What if they what if they come then they land in Galaxy's Edge and they'll be all confused? <laughs> hey, it's like home. What's this? <laughs> They you know, rent Cinderella's castle. <laughs> uh, lands right in front of it. Uh, but no, I don't, you know, we won't drag the episode out longer than it should be. And it's a little bit shorter. Uh, but I like, what's your closing thoughts, Brian? Well, my closing thoughts are, I want more. It's four, four or five episodes, four episodes in five is coming. Uh, I want to see them all. I, I'm dying to see them. I'm looking forward to it now. Like again, the first two afterwards, I didn't look forward to number three as much. Uh, but I went, I watched it, you know, and then I'm like, oh, this is great. And it's very, it's at the point now I want, that's, to me, that's how I gauge things. If I'm looking forward to the next episode and I'm looking, I'm like, hey, what day of the week is it? Oh, okay. It's coming up. I want to, you know, and I'm planning the time to watch it. Then I'm interested. If I wasn't, cause like we haven't talked about She-Hulk yet, but She-Hulk, I look forward to watching She-Hulk every week. That's, uh, you know, and with Mandalorian, I couldn't wait. Mandalorian, I would be up at six, you know, know. early in the morning to watch it. Um, I am looking forward to this. I want to keep watching it. I want to, I have to tell you, though, with these episodes, I watch it very closely because there's a lot going on. There's definitely a lot going on. You have to really pay pay attention. This is not a, this is not a look at, you know, play on your phone and watch type of show that some people do. This is, you have to, you have to watch what's going on because there's so many things going on in the background and, and things to, to understand what's, why people feel the way they are that you'll miss it really quickly. So you gotta, I would say folks, you gotta pay attention, but I, I'll, I'll guarantee you right now, you're going to like it. If you, if you even like Star Wars a little bit and you don't have to like Star Wars a lot in a lot of ways, because this, there's a story there. Evan was very clear about that. You don't see, we haven't seen stormtroopers yet. We haven't seen Darth Vader yet. We haven't seen any yeah. Jedi. Right. This is just an interesting science fiction story. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I echo all that. I'm looking forward to what's coming. 
It, I, I, I would say if it just if we were talking about this after episode two, I would be very hesitant. But now that we've seen three and four, I am also very excited of what's coming. So it's not that I wouldn't have been excited. I would have been very expectant, I guess, to see what's coming. But now I'm excited of what's coming because this this is a, a great point in the story where something's about to happen if you're caught up. And I'm ready to see who's affected by this and who's involved in this and you know how deep do some of these connections go. So that's what I'm excited about. And <laughs> that's right. No, it's just so funny. You, you can only go so far without giving anything away. You don't. No, and, and I think we, we've danced, we've danced around it, uh, you know, a lot tonight. So go watch it, go watch it. But don't, if you like Brian said, if you've not watched rogue one, don't just wait till Andor's done. Then watch rogue one. You'll see, uh, the culmination of, of Cassian Andor's story himself. But anywho, also I wanted to mention very briefly, and I don't typically do this, but we are you know not um, foreign to the idea that there's a lot going on in the Disney sphere right now. Uh, we just had a hurricane that affected Walt Disney World, so we're going to talk about that in an upcoming episode. We have a Disney Cruise Trip Report. We have a Galactic Star Cruiser Trip Report. We have... Uh, we're no, you know, we're obviously we're in October now, so we got to talk about Halloween and the new Hocus Pocus two that came out. So, Spoonies, I say all that to say that we have a lot coming down the pipeline. So we are so happy that you're listening with us. We're happy that you're joining us, and we have a lot coming up. So just stay tuned. I don't typically tease stuff, but I just we got a lot in the works, and so Brian, I'm excited about it. I'm excited so, about the future I'm episodes we have coming. All, all of those except for Hocus Pocus too. Then I can. But no, I'm just kidding. I'm well, just kidding. I'm just kidding. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. So, <laughs> anyways, but uh, of course, thank y'all always for listening and being part of our family. You can interact with us the most and the most regularly. And I think at the time of this episode posting, there's going to be a giveaway happening in this group, which is our Facebook group, A Spoonful Podcast. Spoonie Nation. You never know what's going to be happening in that group. And you can always reach out to us on there. Instagram, Twitter, email us, info at a spoonful of podcast.com. If you listen on Spotify, if you listen on, uh, which I mentioned this before a long time ago, Spotify actually has it to where you can leave ratings now. They didn't used to do that. So if you listen on Spotify, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen as well. But as always, broadcasting from the backside of Imperial Waters. <laughs> Until next time, we'll see you then. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a aspoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, the return to civilization.